healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man. Nearly a two-word review just a shit sandwich. That right there is a logical fallacy. So it's it's fifty four fifty five. Mm-hmm. Not sure if this is going to be before or after Chris Richards interview, but it's going to happen. But welcome back to the basement, guys. Adam, welcome right, back. Man. Quinn, welcome yeah, back. Thanks for uh, me. Saw you, Quinn, at Type Fighter last night, which is an excellent show. It was good. Uh, record, speaking record of release. excellent shows, Adam, I have a proposition I want to make to you. Okay, what's that? Man? Okay, the next time Future Islands comes into town. Mm-hmm. I'm buying your ticket and we're going. And provided I, I don't have to give end? them one, and, re- you, and you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. Provided it, I don't have to give them one red cent of my yeah, money, are, are I will okay? go see all, Future all right. Islands. Because I think you think I'll change my mind. I think you will, okay. and, and this is why. Uh, I, I'm working on the review. Uh, it's going to go up Monday of the show. But the long and the short of it is that it was fucking amazing. Great show. It, it, it was like seeing LCD sound system the first time. Hmm. That that guy, and, and this is what this is. Uh, the, what polarizes people and what polarizes got you really right. mad is like that guy puts everything into his performance. I'm sure, and it it is just he won over the crowd like that, and it was just like riding a wave, and is is fucking awesome. But uh, so that that's gonna happen. I do like the bass player. Yeah, I like I like the I like that guy's technique a lot, and I just I've always been a fan of that sound. So yeah, maybe I was a little harsh on him, man. It's just the, like I was saying, the voice, the, the theatrics yeah. of it. Yeah, and it's just not my neighborhood. But I'll I'll, I'll take you up on All that, right. man. Next All time right. they come, Quinn, I'll, I'll go Quinn, see you them. Should definitely. I'll, I'll I mean, give them it, a fair It's on NPR here. right now. Or do you have yeah. do you have thoughts here? Um, I my I just have never been able to really get in the, get into mm-hmm. Future Islands. I think it's I just I think it's just a matter of need like listening them listening to them more. Uh, but their sounds. Doesn't I don't know, it just seems like kind of very? I feel like it's already been done before, and maybe that's not. Maybe it hasn't, but mm-hmm. from what I've heard, but I, I oh, it's been done before. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's. I'm willing. I'm willing to give them. I'm willing to give them another chance right. if you have such right. high opinions. We we uh, yeah. So we're not going to spend an hour talking. We, about should, we just we just shouldn't. That's like, no, no, not a pick over. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. yeah, I I do want to mention something <laughs> we missed, and and sort of uh, the Pixies have a new album out, and there's a reason we missed because it sucks. So I, I didn't think it was that bad. Did, well, okay. I mean, it's all right. So it's not a picture. Kim Deal's not on it. Kim Deal's not exactly. on it. Exactly. She's, she's, if like, and, but having said that, Frank Black by himself has put out, or Black Francis, whichever moniker yeah. he's going by, Teenager of the Year, uh, uh, yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, best yeah. records ever. That's mm-hmm. such a great record. So he's capable of putting out good stuff without Kim Deal. But if it's going to be the Pixies, you got to have Kim Deal. Yeah. Did they have somebody faking it? Faking Kim Deal? Well, they had, at first fake? they had another bassist named Kim. Uh-huh. And then they, <laughs> then they <laughs> fired her. But here's, no, but here's the question. On the new album, did they have somebody doing fake Kim Deal vocals? That's what's crucial. Mm-hmm. You know? They had a little bit of that. Okay. Yeah. If they had a girl if they had a girl with a high pitched voice going like la 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 then 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 it's bullshit. <laughs> shouldn't happen. They shouldn't okay. have done that. Yeah. 
So I just, I just want to point that out to our listeners. It happened. Uh, I man, let's I, just not discuss it. Yeah, yeah. Like the best thing we can do to honor the Pixies is not talk about that album. Yep, Doolittle and, right. and whatnot. Uh, so this week uh, we got two albums for you. We're going to be talking about uh, the old ninety sevens are back. Uh, if you they started around '93, I think mm-hmm. they've been like old school alt country. Um, they have a new album. I think it's called Most Messed Up. Uh, but also back is Tune Yards, which I think I know is one of my most anticipated uh, albums of the year. Quinn, which you pretty close yeah. to. I mean, so uh, let's dive into Tune Yards uh, first. And the uh, first track we're going to hear is uh, the single Waterfall. All right, so that, that is the first single, I believe. It just came out with a video for that, Water Fountain, uh, from Toon Yards' uh, new album, Nicky Knack. Uh, Toon Yards is Meryl Garbus. This is her third album under the Toon Yards moniker. Uh, I, you might, uh, an experimental artist, but we have Gus. Right on, Yes. Gus. Get over here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, her second album, Who Kill, sort of came out of nowhere. Uh, there's a lot of artists that do sampling and stuff. She does it in this very unique way that uh, sort of fucks your mind. Um, I've seen her. Paul and I went to see her when she played at the now defunct Red Palace on that tour, and it was uh, it was almost a life changing show. Mm-hmm. Seeing how she creates all this, right? With all that in play, and with how strong that album is, there was a lot to follow up on this. I've listened to this about half a dozen times, uh, listening through. And I'm still not able to quite wrap my head around it, which is what you were saying. It's yeah, her her talent is undeniable. Yeah. Like her talent and creativity. You, any <clears throat> anybody who listens to that and says like, oh well, she sucks is yeah, no, brain dead. Is. And she's also like, she is her her sound is hers. Yeah, she no one else sounds like her. But right. here's the, and that's a, that's an achievement in a, in and of itself. One of the main, I think when I and I was thrown off a little bit when because when I heard the water fountain song. Mm-hmm. I see, and that was the first thing I'd ever heard of them because you know you know me, man. I'm like I'm in a yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're I'm in a musical just, bubble. I'm in a musical bubble. I've just been in a jazz hole for like five years, and I'm just now getting out. Um, but he, you know, the, the first I listened to Water Fountain, and I was like, oh god, it's just it's all cutie pie, mm-hmm. and I'm sick of cutie pie. I'm sick of the the whole cutie pie has on our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm sick of Wes Anderson and <laughs> fucking ukuleles. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Kate McCucci and everybody dressing Thanks, and acting. Man. There, there goes all three of our listeners. But, you know, yeah. or just everybody dressing and acting like they're in the fucking Little Rascals, yeah. man. It's like, it's just, I'm tired of it. Um, but as we move on to the rest of the stuff on the album, I'm like, okay, she's not like that at all. She's, she's, the problem is, is that it's, she doesn't know when to stop, right? It's everything. It's like a pizza with not just everything on it, but everything in the supermarket on it. <laughs> like like chicken vindaloo, steak, toothpaste, right. cough syrup, I, dental floss, everything. I would agree with you on, on this record, uh, on, on this particular record to a point. I right. don't think always 
like the real strength of Who Kill was the there was a tension created because of the necessity of what she was doing. Right. It was essentially just her in the studio. Right. This uh, immediately not actually not that song so much, but uh, as you work into the album, it's it's a bigger sound, and I don't know if it serves. I mean, do, do you get that sense, Quinn? That it or or does this just sound good old tune yards to you? Well, I think it's a I think it's a tamer sound. Um, yeah. I think she. I think I don't. I think it's a more defined sound, mm-hmm. but I think it's she took a lot less risks on this album than she did in Who Kill. Um, in 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 terms of like, in terms of the songs that I like, uh, at least um, I think the interlude on this album is definitely a risk. Um, the song <laughs> that's, about that's yeah the puppet it wins though because she's talking about yeah, tater tots. That's, that's so. the cutie pie business. Like like right. everyone here we go kids we're doing a puppet show at the elementary school. Yet again, that's that's the, the insidious hold of cutie pie well, on our to culture. To be fair, she's always done stuff like that. Yeah. So. so if that's her neighborhood, then that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's she 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 just flits around. It's cool that she's not repeating herself in style on any of the songs. Yeah. But the problem is, is that she she does like multiple styles. On songs, mm-hmm. she's like a squirrel with like a rocket up its ass. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and now like here, here I'm gonna be, you know, here I'm gonna be like like Nina Simone, and then after that I'm gonna be like the the um, the chick at the the Oakland Lesbians Bar Slam Poetry Night, and then you know I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be like Paul Simon, and then I'm gonna do that. And this is like one song we're talking about, right? Right. It can be exhausting, and it seems it seems really, really cluttered. Well, well that's actually you know? why I can't wrap my head around this one per se, because the last album definitely was almost like an outsider looking in. There were some personal songs, I think, but you know, there was some pretty, like the uh, oh, shit was the name of the song, but where like the, the characters like lover gets shot. Like this is her commenting on stuff as a, an outside narrator. Mm-hmm. This. A lot of the material on this pulls it into it's clearly Meryl Garbus talking. Right. That's the narrator, which is a it's a shift and it's a little awkward. Right. Um, and because you said it's cleaner and she doesn't take any risks, though, it like to me that's just a bigger sound. It gets into more uh, almost like pop. Like so, I mean, you could like put this up against like MIA or just just put yeah, it's put a, shift. a singer like this in front of a good producer. Okay, it's a shift. I mean, it's definitely a shift from kind of like an art rock album mm-hmm. to definitely a more pop album. Yeah. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. No, no, um, no, no, no. But I think she, her first album, she produced herself, I yeah. believe. And then La- who, who Kills, I don't know who produced that. I'm not sure who produced this either, but I know it's like kind of like she's added layers each time. Right, right. Yeah. And th- 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 Yeah, and that's my problem with it. And when you used to see her, though, like it, when, when we first saw her, it was... Her, it was like a, almost like a jazz quartet, mm-hmm. and it, it was her doing all this stuff, and you could hear that on the album. This, there's no way these are loops, and, and it, it it takes away from you're just like, oh, so she's she got backup singers now. Um, I don't think she got. I don't think those are backup singers, man. I think she's harmonizing solely with herself. Well, well, because now, now I hear that on I, the fly though, because that's how that's how it was being done. Well, I don't. That's it's it's going to be interesting to see how she's going to do this live. But on this album, that's her voice. Yeah, she's straight up harmonizing with herself. Like uh, that first the first track, she does this one. Um, what's the first track called, man? I don't even have the track um, listing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> find a new way. Yeah. Find a new way. She does this one really amazing. Um, Harmony, like self harmony, double track yeah, yeah, yeah. self harmony. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, she's kind of she's got one uh, one vocal track that's 
uh, kind of static in the same the same note over and over again, and she is just bouncing that second vocal track all over the place in really interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see how she's going to pull that kind of stuff off live, or if, if she's even going to try. I, I am too, because she used you know. to be doing that live, and what would happen is if she's she builds, um, she it, it's this weird awkward point in before the song starts right. where she will start building stuff and right. she'll ask the crowd to do something and it just it keeps going and then the song will start and all of a sudden you realize she's built all these layers that are now going to be like triggered back to you she's really which is good fucking amazing she's and really her, good at that and but i don't that's what i'm i'm trying to say is like i don't hear that on this new album as much as i did that hmm. let's uh take, hear a song that you guys uh, voted on rocking chair yeah so that, that's probably one of the best ones yeah right so let's, exactly. uh, let's check that out real quick tell you why that song that song to me is 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 that's the reason i'm gonna follow you know meryl garvis for, yeah, yeah, yeah. and keep up with what she's doing because that's what she's capable of when she's not cluttering everything up right she's like just just i mean and i was just saying that sounds like smithsonian folkways uh-huh. from like 1938 or something and but that's what she's capable of when she's just like she's got like an egg shaker and she's stomping on the floor mm-hmm. and she's singing on her, her own vocals and everything but that sounds amazing that's what she's capable of so I, i'm i'm curious to see what she's able to do when she she takes all the goddamn toppings off the pizza because well, it's, it's hard it's two it's sides hard, you know? because so her voice is i mean there's one thing that the second you hear her for the first time, you don't get it immediately because there's all this fuzz and noise and stuff. But when you do hear it, you're like, holy motherfucking shit. This mm-hmm. woman's voice is unreal. Mm-hmm. So, But she's not – she doesn't want to do that. It's like that, It goes hand in hand. Like She's got to have all the stuff on top to I'm, keep from just being like an average pop star, which I think she – I think she very well could be. Yeah, and that's, like, that's not what I – I'm not saying that's what I want her to right, be. Right, right. You know, I don't, I don't want her to be like – you know, I don't. Even, I don't even know. Um, just some generic, generic pop chick. Because clearly, that's not what she is. I'm just saying, I would rather have this be a little less cluttered. There's entirely uh-huh. too much going. Maybe, and maybe this is just like symptomatic. Everybody's ADD now. Yeah. You know, and maybe this is just symptomatic of where we are as people, like to the point where we can't even stick with a style in the same right, song right. anymore. You know, we just got to go and go and go mm-hmm. and go. But um, she's awesome. I, she's amazing, but the, everything seems a little too cluttered. And I think she needs someone to occasionally 
tell her someone occasionally needs to put a tranquilizer dart in her neck and just say stop. <laughs> That's good enough. We and don't you, we don't you, need nine hundred more vocal tracks here. And you think a, like a good producer could fix that? I problem. think so. And but 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 God forbid some producer, some like name producer, yeah, just like somebody with like a good sensibility who she trusts, you know, because some some big name producer isn't going to get what she's doing at all, you know. But somebody with like a good sensibility who she can trust, yeah. you know, I think I think that would that would make her next album just awesome because what it is right now it's really good and it's a really impressive mm-hmm. s- display of skill and and talent and creativity and, and she's really brave um but i don't think it's it's just it seems it's in, in a lot of cases it seems avant-garde to the point of incomprehensibility yeah actually i want to yeah. uh, 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 i want to play another song let's go ahead man yeah, let's go play, it's worth, play, this is worth listening yeah, to yeah yeah um, uh time of the dark uh was the song that stuck out to me because it was the first one that was different from what she had been doing uh, at least to my ear so this, this is time of the dark this is actually like the third track That peak right there, yeah. that is like a, 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 a death scene in the Crow Part Eight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, and I'm serious. No, you're so, right. But, but it's weird because she's bringing in like this. It's I think stylistically very similar to Rocking Chair, and the, there's just not enough to take it out of. And I like the song, but it does sound like something that ends up on a bad '90s soundtrack. Right, like when when somebody's uh, somebody's jumping off of a. Yeah, yeah. or having like all, or having real fucking feelings. Yeah, <laughs> like John John Cusack is like <laughs> losing somebody. There's a boombox you know, while wearing yeah. leather and maybe yeah. having Wolverine claws. I don't know, but yeah, he's. I mean, that sounded like a. But again, that's. But that's another example of her just kind of like. You can't pin her down. Mm-mm. There's not one song that stylistically repeats itself on the entire album, and that's good. And it's also like a little. You, uh, it's off-putting. It's going to be hard for people to get into. You it, can't. Man. That's the problem. You can't say, "Well, that's a that's that's a Meryl Garbus song." Mm-hmm. You can't ever say that because I, you I, know when there's no singular definition as to what that is. If somebody played that song and like didn't say what it was, I would have no. Fucking I thought clue it was like Charday was doing something, right? 
you know what I mean? Right. And, you know, <laughs> and but maybe that's cool though, as in like I, for an artist. Yeah. If I were an artist, that's I mean that's kind of what I would want to maybe go for. Uh, yeah. That kind of aloofness. Yeah, no, sound. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with now you. Now, this from the guy who liked like... the Y Oak, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like the Y Oak, but it, I, yeah, yeah, it was fine. Um, no, no, yeah, and actually, that's what I, I, I'm clearly just hitting on one side of that because it is cool. I, I think it's very cool. Um, it just it shocks me, and that's why I can't, I just can't figure this out yet. Like, I think. Uh, a lot like the Damien Gerardo record earlier this year when it first came out, it's like, oh, what the fuck is he doing? What, right. What's going on? Now I think it's, uh, aside from one other, the best album of the year, best album of his career, you know, it this is, it needs time to, like, grow. It took me It took me a while. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, liking it more and more as I listen to it, although I still like, my frustrations with it still stand. Yeah. You know? do, you, do you think that's a sign of a good album or a sign of something that, like, didn't quite lock in that you have to like I'm gonna have to listen to this like for months well here's what I'm doing you know do you know what I'm doing it's like I listened to it twice and then I had this whole thing set up where it was like yeah yeah and then but then I found myself like like well I'm gonna go listen to it but but I was fooling myself because I was thinking well I'm gonna listen to it again so I can come up with more ammunition to right. rip this thing apart some more but then and then I was like, "Oh well, that's different." And then I put it away. And then I, I ended up coming. It was like it was like a heroin addict with this damn record. Yeah, I, I had to keep coming back and listen to it. Yeah. You know, which is a sign of like of, of some pretty impressive stuff, man. Mm-hmm. She's she's again clearly really brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yep, she really is. And and you know, we're looking at a really phenomenal talent. I, it's just it's just it seems like a little too much right now and i think if if we could ref- if she can refine it just refine it mm-hmm. not deaden it not make it stale not do dumb pop songs but just refine what she's doing you know she's going to be fucking nuclear you know were you, you going to say something Quinn? no i i would argue that that refinement happened on who kill okay but, uh, uh so it, yeah and this is just stretching out whatever but that being that it was may so adam where, where are you going to fall on this um I, I'm gonna buy it. Okay. I, I went. I originally went from. I, I I started with pass, and then I went to stream, and now I'm gonna buy it. Okay. And I'm probably gonna keep buying her stuff because I think she's she's doing really really interesting things. Mm-hmm. Quinn, I definitely buy it. I think that song, especially the song "Look Around," is kind of a, a slower, like more first person introspective song. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it kind of reminded me of the song "Power" that she did, uh-huh. um, which is like one on "Who Kill," which is. One of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I think it, that song is amazing, and yeah. that's I think one of her peaks as an artist. Um, and I think that look around kind of takes it back to that a little bit. So I think, and overall, I think it's a really good record. And I think it's gonna be great live. We'll see, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how she does it. Yeah, it'll be, I, I am. I, I think I'm gonna do exactly what I did with Damien Drado on this. For now, I'm gonna say stream it. Um, I I can't. Like it's just not hitting me. Like in my gut, like holy. I mean, and I and I'm very familiar with the work, but this is is still I'm I'm having issues with it that are probably just my issues. Like trying to like, yeah. trying to figure it out. But uh, I would be willing to bet in two weeks that'll change to a buy, and right. I'll, I'll gladly just it does grow retract, on me, man. But for now, it I'm going to stream it. Grew it. on me pretty quickly. You know. Um, all right, so that is. Uh, this our tune yards discussion. Uh, next up, I guess we're gonna get drunk and break shit with the old ninety sevens. <laughs> We've been doing this longer than you've been alive. Propelled by some mysterious drive. 
And they still let me do it as weird as that seems And I do it most nights and then again in my dreams Infinite hallways and giant hotels Dressing room looks about as good as it smells Bottles of whiskey, bottles of beer There's a bottle of medicine somewhere around here We've been in nightclubs and we've been in bars Honky-tonks and theaters from Memphis to Mars Most of our shows were a triumph of rock Although some nights I might have been checking the clock Super at times I jump off of rises I should not climb Rock jumps won't kill you Till one of them does Well they'll say he died Doing what he loves We got our share of loving in our past Although we were all looking for Someone who last. Well, it must be hard to get partnered with me. So, so that's, that's the first single off of uh, the old 97s, I don't know, like millionth album, uh, Most Messed Up. Uh, that is longer than you've be, been alive. Uh, Adam, you were just saying you don't normally like songs like that. Uh, yeah. I, I actually don't either, but something about this in the record actually fucking works. And I am not sure if it's because I enjoy whiskey or <laughs> what the fuck's going on. The album's fine. I just have a problem with that particular you don't song. Like, I don't so, have a problem with any song like Joe Walsh's Life's Been Good. <laughs> where some guy's like, ah, oh, I'm just, my life's just rock and roll. And right. isn't it all crazy? But this hey. is, you know, I'm just tired of that. You know, shut up. So like, I, I don't need to hear that. I thought this, I, I chuckled <laughs> to myself when I first started listening to this because... Uh, they have been around longer than I've been alive. Um, <laughs> this song, they they're like I'm 20 years old, so this song is they're 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 20 years old. The band, so yeah. I thought I just because I, I was doing some research on them, so I thought that was funny. But yeah. I I agree. This like this like weird sentimental. Uh, it's like you you. It's a very fine line between yeah. like the nostalgic. And I, you know, I'm sure some 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 guy who's been working at like the Department of Agriculture for 20 years is going to be like, yeah, cry me a fucking river, chief. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I, like I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, gosh, uh, you know, sorry. Well, I think I think the thing. Is, and aside from that, he's also rubbing it in your face. You know? He is, and that's what. Like that, fuck you. That's what I that's, kiss my ass. That's man. what that's what you gets know? me because <laughs> because like he is. He's not. He's not. He's just being like, yeah, fuck you. I'm, I'm a rock star. Fuck you. And yeah. I think I think that's snottiness. Like the first when I first heard it, I was like, "This is a like, this is what I would want." Say the replacements to be making if they made a comeback album, right? Um, and I don't know how they pulled it off to make me like a song like that. But I mean, the whole album is it's full of like self referential shit. It is in even their last album, which is I think like 2010, mm-hmm. maybe uh, they're concentrating on songwriting. This like sounds like just going down the bar bar stool bar stool getting the stories of everybody along the way that's kind of their mo though it, it is but i don't think they've ever been good at it i will i will say that they're with, getting great at it now they're, they're yeah. now they are they're getting great at it they're they're a lot of, a lot of good um you know it's narrative that's the you know what that's the reason you guys think this is country 
mm-hmm. think it's country because there's narrative there. Mm-hmm. And country music, that's what country music does. Country music right, does right, narrative. Right, right. Like if you look in, like if you look in the, the, the lyric, the, if you read the lyrics of say like, a, I don't know, um, like a like a war on drugs yeah, yeah, yeah. song, you know, you probably it might look like the 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 yeah. rantings of a schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah, and I don't mean that in a shitty way. That's just how it is with rock and roll. There's nothing ever really. But with country music, there's always like it's direct. It's a story. Yep. There's yeah. a there's a guy and he's doing something and well, he's telling you something. It's and definitely got the twang. I would say the earlier yeah. stuff is more country. This this again, not to bring up the replacements again, but this has a more like uh, uh, a, a rockier feel, a mm-hmm. rougher feel. Uh, it sounds like to, to my ears, like like these guys are a little like beat up. Yeah, and it's just I, it, it's sort of blowing my mind because like I, like the the whole alt country genre, like that was quite literally my jam for like ten years. Totally. So like Uncle Tupelo, like you know Jeff Tweedy, Wilco, all I don't that think, shit. But I don't think the old ninety sevens were put in that same sort of automatic respect category. They weren't, and I mean the. They didn't write anything that I paid attention to because I was just like, this is this is not, this mm. is boring. I mean, mm. I mean, ever. And then all of a sudden, like this pops up on audio, and I'm like, and somebody said you should check this out. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. I'm like, mm. what the fuck is going on, man? Right, right. <laughs> like, um, I don't know any of the situation around like creating this album, but it sounds to me like n- not a reinvention per se, but at least at the very least a reinvigoration. This is, it's funny, to, if you think about, so they're touring with uh, Lydia Loveless. Oh, really? This has, yeah. this has. That, that sounds like it'd be a great This has deal. that spark, though, that her second album, Indestructible Machine, had. Mm-hmm. And, like, somewhere else, to me, sounds like boring old, old 97s. Right. So they've sort of swept, flipped in there. Maybe it was like, yeah, it was like that movie Freaky Friday when yeah, they were yeah, on yeah, tour. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean. They sort of switched identities. Like zoinks, and then like Lydia's the old ninety sevens and the old ninety sevens right, Lydia. Right, <laughs> but it's it's, I mean, it's getting on summer. Yeah. Right, and, and I didn't know that I needed an album that makes me be like, I'm just gonna kick back and get fucked up. Yeah, there are a lot of but songs in here about getting shit out. The all of them. Are <laughs> getting shit out. That's what I'm saying. Like this is like this. That's probably because that's what the old ninety sevens are doing now. They're just. I think. Do you no, think that's you, what it is? I, I doubt um, it. Man. I, it's either. You can't be that drunk all the time. If you're that drunk all the time, I mean that would explain. Like I went back and listened to a few. Of the replacements records. were that like ex- no, I, I, I've seen. I've seen. Uh, I saw the replacements once and Paul Westerberg once, and both times, um, it's just uh, exactly this is what happens when you get too drunk to play. Like <laughs> yeah, Westerberg came out. And he was just literally staggering, and he reached into, and this was at the old 930 Club. I was like a, a toddler. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he reached into his pocket and took out, like, dollar bills and change and just threw them at the <laughs> audience. And we're like, uh, there's no Dick. show. There's, there's no show. Go go home. Go get your money back. And he just stumbled. But what was fucked up was that everyone, all these people were walking out who had bought into the uh, replacements mythology. They all walked down. They were like, "Man, that was awesome!" Yeah, yeah. like it was like the greatest thing they'd ever Rose seen. This was rock and roll. Man. Second time I saw Westerberg at the Big Nine Thirty Club, and that day there was an article in uh, the Washington Post, and, and he was like, "Well, you know, I, I'm a different man now. I've changed. I've put the drinking behind me." And he came out, and he was shit housed. It was like right. you know, he was like fucking up the lyrics right. and just like ah. You so, know? so I mean, but 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 that's the point. Is that like. Like you don't have artists as unpredictable, like 
genuinely unpredictable so much anymore. Right. That are going to do that and still be able to create something. I guarantee you like, they're, they're talking great. about drinking more than they're actually drinking. Yeah, they, they might be. But e- either way, I mean, this is... Like I, I sort of want to go to the show just to see like shit get broken. Oh yeah, like people are gonna like throwing beer bottles across, like put up the chicken wire. Like that's, we play both kinds of no, music, that's country the vibe. and I western. They're doing. They're they're a band that, that it's clear that they're 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 being better served by less production than more. Oh yeah, here you know it just sounds like they just went in and uh, put on a click track barely. Yeah, you know and, and just, just and just out. and just banged it out and and there probably wasn't a lot of uh, Pro Tools trickery happening. Uh, and and also he does he does great like love like love gone wrong songs man. Yeah, like Nashville. I rock the song Nashville. That's what I would do. Nashville's good. I, I'm actually gonna play the title track. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? It's, uh, uh, well, Nashville because because the one thing that the guy's really good at is again that great country that narrative aspect. Man, he nails right, that. Let's do, let's do Nashville. Right. Um. Well, I'm married Caroline Back in May of 99 It was fucked up at the time But I figured we'd keep trying Her brother and her dad They were spitting mad When I packed up what I had And took off running It was bad It was mean I didn't care And it's gotten me nowhere So I've tried to be a better man Right. I turned sunshine into night I got my ass kicked every fight No, I couldn't get it right I built castles out of sand I didn't understand Why everything I planned Ran like whiskey off my hands And my hands were never clean Things I wish I'd never seen I'd do anything to wake up From this motherfucking dream Food I got to blow To get in this fucking show It's dark in there, I know And I got nowhere Tar, come on. That's awesome. All right, so we put that on, and all of us start drinking. <laughs> yes, okay. it's like, like you want to, like, seriously. But that's the point. I you want to leave work at three fifteen like, and just go shit house, like just <laughs> straightforward. That's a song like it's very like uh, narratively similar to most of the songs of the record. Right. I don't know if like uh, it was Rhett Miller, right? The yeah. songwriter. I don't know if he just like. Went through this breakup and he's just like shit out. Like but he's tense. always done stuff like that. Yeah. He's always done a lot. He's really good at doing those Love Gone Wrong songs, man. He's written some great ones. There was like, um, there was even one that made the that remember that dumbass show Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. He had a song on Scrubs. It was just like so good. Um, I can't. It was it was it was it wasn't an old ninety sevens thing. It was like a solo thing. But uh, that's that's his neighborhood. That's where he goes. Right, he does. Right. He's really good at doing the. Uh, but you know, Quinn and I were just talking when you were when you were mm-hmm. up getting procuring us alcohol because yeah. <laughs> uh, we're listening to the old ninety yeah, sevens. Yeah, yeah. um, it's almost like it feels like these guys kind of gloriously stopped giving a shit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like they're like, we don't even care. We're just going to do what we want to do, and the tour is going to sell out, and people are going to come to see us. So we might as well make the record yeah. that we want to make. It feels like they made an album without any. Record company interference. Yeah, I, I, that's what it feels. That's like. That's what I'm reacting to. Yeah. Are they Are they coming to uh, DC? Yeah. No. It's they're going to be uh, soon. Actually, uh, with Lydia Lovelace opening at 9:30. Yeah, at the 9:30. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they sold out yet, but it's a Saturday night, so I mean, everybody should go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely. Fucking, I'd check that out. Uh, but um, but yeah, it's it just it it is just like this. It, they just stop giving a fuck and like shit. Just 
appeared out of nowhere. It's like, all right, motherfucker, yeah. you ready to rock? Let's go. Yeah, no Pro Tools on this thing. Does, no. does, well, I'm sure there are. It just doesn't feel like there I are. I mean, if you, uh, you want to play one more song, the song I was going to play. Yeah. Uh, this is the title track, Most Messed Up. Uh, and, I mean, it's a good mix of, like, well, it, we'll just play it. Messed up motherfucker in this town I know it's not fair I had a head start There's only so many words You can rhyme with heart Well, I used them all up Yeah, I wrote them all down I am the most messed up motherfucker in this town Oh, yeah <laughs> like, like, yeah. are you like that? That's ballsy. Yeah, like, that's this is the song I'm gonna write. I'm, I'm the most messed up motherfucker in this town. Well, yeah. It, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like like if you went went to see those? They probably had like a you know maybe we should just go back to doing what we were doing. Yeah. Because doesn't it? Doesn't it? Again, I hate repeating myself, but it's like it. Uh, it I bet if you went to see them in like. Pittsburgh on a Wednesday night in like 1993 yep. or four. This is probably what they it, sounded it, like. It feels out of place. It yeah. feels like calling back to uh, when when people were like uh, making this type of punk mm-hmm. influenced cow music. punk, cow punk yeah. uh, music that uh, that really like resonated. Like if you, I, I would put this up against an Uncle Tupelo record. Like no or, shit, because like it, there's a there's a just a a heart to it that you're just like you believe everything that these guys are saying and and you feel and it's not just sort of passively like letting them tell you a story in a song you're right. just like fuck they're living the life no they mean it and maybe I want to live that life they probably aren't though <laughs> no they probably aren't <laughs> they but, probably but have they probably they're, have they're, they're reminiscing are. on the life if you were to believe yeah, yeah. the first song we played like they definitely have yeah um, but I don't need to hear about it. I don't need to be told about that shit I just I, I, don't, I don't see again my prejudice against like Songs like "We're an American Band" or, or you know, uh, like "Life's Been Good" by Joe Walsh, and any of those songs where a rock band is even even when they tell you about how tough it is, like Bob Seger's uh, uh, "Yeah, Here I Go Again." You know, <laughs> we, we were rocking some Bob Seger. I'll, I'll rock weekend. some Bob Seger. I just don't want to hear "Here I Go Again" if, yeah. if like I'm if I'm working at like the the conveyor belt factory. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want to hear about how tough it is to, to be rocking and rolling, you know, come yeah. on. But anyway, I'm, I, I digress. So, I'm terribly. Uh, so yeah, uh, this was uh, a complete shocker. Uh, Great I, record. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm like no chance. I'm not buying this. <laughs> like, no chance <laughs> yeah. at all. Uh, what about Quinn? You think I'm going to stream it Are you? just because I'm not very familiar with Bill 97s. Right. And, um, I was I was very into Wilco and Uncle Tupelo a while, and it's just, I'm like yeah. totally out of that kind of frame of mind right now. But I this this is kind of bring me back in a little bit. Interesting you say that because that's exactly what it did to me. Yeah, I have heard so much goddamn Uncle Tupelo in my life. Like there was a bar uh, when I went to college that this was right when they were in their heyday. They actually mm-hmm. played the bar, but on the bathroom stall was every lyric they had written up to that point. The motherfuckers would get drunk and go in the bathroom and just write it on the fucking stall wall. It's amazing. 
But you got to be you got to be a special kind of band to have your lyrics they written had, on the men's. They were they wall. were a special kind of band, and yeah. then they but they but yeah. This now I'm like oh man shit. Because normally this song normally, still feel gone. Well, it's nice. It's not, it's a nice diversion from the previous DJ uh, conversation. Yeah, we're having. Yeah, this yeah. is like as far away from that as possible. Yeah. Like no no danger of them having yeah. a laptop on stage. Basically, all right. Adam, <laughs> so I'm gonna buy it, man. Right. Great all record. Right. So, so we got it. We got a triple buy. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, seal of approval. All right. So that that is uh, this week's podcast. Uh, I hope you guys are ready because uh, next week is gonna be a lot of barbecue and Sturgill fucking Simpson. Fuck yes. <laughs> so it's on uh, Quinn. I hope you can make it. If not, we'll just send you Instagrams or something. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for stopping by the basement, guys. Thanks, and, man. Uh, thanks for having me. We'll yeah, talk to everybody us. again uh, next week. All right. Gus, later. All right. <laughs> We're out. Man.